Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another information-packed episode of the Dual Sense Podcast. I am your host, as always, Andrew Roscoe, joined by, across from me, coming in with gray and black, weighing in at 220 pounds. He has a perfect professional record of 55 bouts, including 50 victories, 10 of those coming by knockout, and one loss. His name is Johnny C. We'll leave it at that. Johnny C. Welcome, Johnny. Hey, guys. What's up? Were those stats accurate? Not at all. Not, not even the weight? No, no, no. Oh, damn. I was hoping I got the weight right. Was, was that a way off or just kind no, of? No, yeah. Not even in the same, like. Not in the ballpark at all. Damn. Okay. But the loss is accurate, right? You have one loss. No. No losses? No losses at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I, was, I just I I've, I was watching uh, Creed yesterday. Yeah, and so like I have like a lot of like the what I like about boxing is I like how they do like the when they you know they roll they do like, they they have the, like the hype you up kind of thing. Yeah, or like like this person in this corner wearing this, and they tell you like all like their stats, like their nicknames and everything. What's that about? Is it mostly the story or the? the no, they do that stuff? in real life in boxing. That's no, but the movie Creed. Oh, Creed, it's just, uh, it's just a successor to Rocky. Because I, I have, like, in my wish, my, I mean, my bookmarks, and I'm like, I'm going to watch this, but... You've seen Creed I just, before. I, what, have I? We saw it at Rubens once. When was this? This was 2017. Mm. It's like four years ago. I feel like I slept on No, you know what? 2016, five years ago, five years ago. We saw it, like, in December when we first saw Ruben for, like, the first time in a long time. What, what's his domain actor? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I have. I feel like with I Tessa Tom, uh, Tessa from oh, Valkyrie. You know what? From I, Thor. I think you're right. Yes, because yeah. I do remember Tessa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, boxing. I, I I wish they did that for more sports where like they kind of do that with boxing. I mean, uh, with basketball where they kinda, like one by one they tell you like you know playing for so and so and they do that. But like I I just I wish more sports did what boxing does where it's more about the theatrics kind of. You have the op- your intro music. You have like the. What do you mean with what sports like soccer? What do you? Yeah, soccer, football, like, I guess that's that's why I don't really care for team sports that much. It's much more fun when it's an individual, I think. I know Joe's going to hate this, but soccer is so boring, dude. It you don't be. think it is? It, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Brian, Brian, ignore him, Brian. I need to go to one of those events. <laughs> the LAFC? Yeah, yeah, that, that does look fun, but soccer in general seems I great. think they're starting up again, so we'll have to ask Joe or Brian, hint, hint, for like a free pass or something. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't come here to listen to us talk about soccer. That's a different podcast from some other people somewhere else. Or boxing, for that matter. We are here to talk about the wonderful world of video games. Johnny, let's get into it. Uh, We have uh, several things. Probably the most, I wouldn't say the most, but the most topics content-wise going on today. Because of this past week, there's been a lot of stuff that happened. We had, just to kind of sum it up, uh, Ghost of Tsushima getting a movie... Reggie leaving GameStop, Sony doing something terrible, uh, the BAFTAs, the the we call it the Dice Awards for video games, and PlayStation doing its kind of play at home thing. So let's start with uh, start off with that real quick. So at the start of COVID, or rather I should say the start of the pandemic last year, Sony did this kind of play at home initiative where it kind of I think it was Uncharted back then, right, Johnny? It was like Uncharted and a few games that they put out for free to kind of encourage people to stay at home and to basically hashtag play at home right now uh interestingly enough towards the end of the pandemic of course i'm saying towards the end of the pandemic not knowing for sure what's going to happen in the future but with vaccinations rolling out i'm assuming we're getting close to the end of this playstation has now decided to put out 10 free games on the psn they are so the first five are for regular for you know ps4 ps5 the last five or the last four, I should say, are actually uh, VR exclusive. So, Res, Abzu, The Witness, Enter the Gungeon, Subnautica. Those are your five, your five free regular games. On the VR end, we have Moss, Astrobot, Paper Beast, and Thumper. Of these games, um, I've only played one of them so far, and that was this morning. <laughs> Before I came over to, uh, to visit Johnny, I played uh, about an hour and a half of Enter the Gungeon. I always wanted to play it, so seeing how it's free now, that kind of that was like the okay, that was it. Like that was the thing to convince me. What did you play this with? Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, I just played it by myself. Uh, does it have like online? I believe there's a co-op mode. Yeah. Okay. 
So Enter the Gungeon is very much like a beat, like a sh- like a shoot 'em up kind of a bullet hell kind of game where like the you go into separate rooms. It seems like it's like procedurally generated where it's like randomized kind of. But you go into different rooms, uh, you clear the room of enemies, enemies fire bullets at you, kind of like in the terms of like Gradius or any of those games where like they fill up the screen. Yeah. And you have to like just try to find the gaps in between the shots. You can like dodge roll over them where you, if you dodge roll, you can dodge roll like through it basically. Yeah. But as soon as you land, you're like, you're like kind of vulnerable for a split second. So it's not recommended that you just like dodge roll the entire room. Um, You're saying there's like a, a stamina meter? No, there's no stamina. There's just a slight delay after you roll. You have to kind of, before you get your next roll. There's no stamina involved. Yeah, I purchased it, but I haven't really had a chance to play with anybody else. So I, I just you can play it. You can play it solo. Yeah, I don't really like playing this type of game in solo. The reason I bought it, though, has, is have you seen all those uh, guns that it has? Yes. I, I Well, I've played a handful of them. Some of them have, like, really funny gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really cool. Like, they have a... Uh, one of my favorite my favorite one so far has been the AK forty seven because they do have like an AK forty seven like a just like it's like something it has like a description where it's like you can't beat the classics or something like that. Okay. But then there's like some guns that have a gimmick like I picked one up that shoots like anvils, like it launches anvils like really slowly but they do like a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. I picked up another one that was like a shotgun where like it sends like a burst like where they kind of like you know fizzle out kind of like they spread outward. Yeah. And that was like good for like say there's like a room with multiple enemies like if you use the shotgun like you're, you'll probably take out a couple. Um, you do start off, there's a mechanic where like, you can't just keep spraying forever. At least not my character. I choose, there's like four different characters you can choose from. Each character has like a different like specialty or a different like loadout. I chose the, the Marine, which is like the, the default one where it's kind of like your more assault focused one. He has like a gun where like you have unlimited rounds, but then you have to, uh, you do have to reload it though. So after every few rounds, you have to like randomly reload and like a little bar that fills up telling you like how far along the reload is. Mm-hmm. And then you can start firing again. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's a very two. I'm surprised you would interest this genre because it's 2D inspired. It's like very pixel based. This doesn't seem like it would be really up your. It's not, but it it was on sale. It was like five bucks, and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll play with Andrew or or when I have company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a co-op mode, I believe. Uh, it, I, I I'm not good at these games. I'm really bad. I don't have the, my reflexes have deteriorated over the years. Well, you're short on time, but we'll play it next time. Yeah, we'll play next time. It's pretty. I'm enjoying it. I only played an hour and a half, and I lost against the boss both times. I only like went. I did two runs, and I lost both times. But the second time came close. So you did all of the solo. Yeah. I imagine if you do it co-op, I imagine they're probably gonna throw in more enemies, kind of even out the difficulty in that way. But uh, yeah, Enter the Gungeon. If you guys haven't played that one, you have no excuse now. It's for it's free as long as you. I think it lasts until the thirty first. These games are all available until the 31st of March. So if you're listening this to this in time, you have a couple days to go. Uh, Abzu, I've heard good things of. Have not played it. Res, again, have heard things. Have not played it. The Witness is like a puzzle game from what I understand. It's, I heard it's kind of similar to Mist, like on the PC. So what's this, Johnny? I think the date is uh, download before uh, April 22nd. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. April 22nd, not... March 31st. So you have a little more time, but don't don't let the time go by too fast. There's Subnautica, which I have not played. I watched the trailer for this one. I don't really like games that are placed that are set underwater. It's I don't know if it's like a phobia I have. I just don't like underwater settings. I feel like there's no game that really handles underwater like platforming very well. I'm just I don't like underwater. It gives me anxiety. Astrobot is highly uh, praised, very popular, very it's considered like one of the more showcase like VR titles. So I definitely plan on playing that. Thumper I heard is good too. Thumper's is more of a rhythm music kind of game. And then Moss and Paper Beast, I've just heard like so-so things. And not included in this is also uh Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn is also gonna be is also free to download. Oh yeah, you're right. Horizon Zero Dawn will be free for a limited time starting April 19th, so that's when you can play that. If you have not played that game, you owe it to yourself to play it, especially with it being free next month. So as soon as April 19th rolls around, please download Horizon Zero Dawn. Johnny, did you want to have any any thoughts on these games before we move on? Or does that kind of... No, you've covered it. Summed, summed it up well enough? All right, then. Let's move on to our next story. Next thing going on, well, already happened actually, was uh, earlier, I believe it was Tuesday or Monday, the British, I, I forget what the, the f- 
Ah, I forget what the acronym stands for, but the BAFTA, BAFTAs, BAFTA had their uh, Dice Awards. Uh, sorry, BAFTA Game Awards. There you go, BAFTA Game Awards. And it's kind of like their version of, it's like the British version of the the Game Awards that we have here over here with um, Jeff Keighley and all that. But they look back at the year prior and then they, you know, give out the awards for different things. Uh, here's a full list of the awards and their winners. And it's a really, and I, I know as soon as I said that, Johnny kind of looked up like, what, do we have time for that? It's only, it's a very short list, Johnny. So don't worry. Here's a list of the full awards and their winners. So for animation, it was The Last of Us Part Two, Well-deserved. Artistic Achievement, Hades. Hades definitely has an aesthetic. And when I say aesthetic, I mean capital A-E-S-T, aesthetic. It looks really great. Audio achievement goes to Ghost of Tsushima. Well-deserved. Best game went to Hades. Again, that was one of my game of the years last year. Hades, don't sleep on it, guys. It's really good. It's really cheap, too. It's like only like 20 bucks, I think. Have you played Hades, Johnny? Is it a puzzle game? No, it's it's a roguelike. The kind like where you die and you start over again with nothing. Don't think I've ever played a roguelike. Okay, well... It's really well done. It's what most roguelikes you like. You die, you start over, and then and like you, you know, you, it's repetitive. You do the same thing and over. Hades is really unique. Where if you die, like the you dying is part of the story. Like the story will continue with you, like dying. Like you're at the bosses will remember you. Like oh, like oh, okay, you came back again for more kind of thing. Oh, this sounds like a mechanic from uh, Batman. Uh, not Batman. Uh, Batman. <laughs> Batman dies. <laughs> uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, what is it called? With the uh, oh, Nemesis system. you're thinking of the Nemesis system from uh, like uh, Shadow of Mordor, one yeah, of those, right? Yeah, yeah. Slightly different. Slightly different. In, th- in that case, it's them dying, and then you run into them again later. Well, same thing with you. When you die, they recognize you. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know the death for the character was canon in that game. Yeah. If if you die, they recognize you. But the next time that you see them, they're at a higher rank and they're more difficult to kill. I haven't. Pl- have you played any? I haven't played any of them. I've played them. Okay. I'll have to look into that. I didn't know that. But Hades is definitely uh, a strong contender for Game of the Year, so I'm glad that they it got the uh, award for best game. Uh, debut game, Carry On. That one. I've heard of Carry On. I haven't seen it. Uh, isn't this only on PC? Carry On, I think, is a PC exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this one, Johnny? I think it's like the one where like it's like a red creature. Yeah, it looks really cool, and I tried adding it to, to my wish Steam? list, but I didn't find it on PS. Yeah, I believe it's PC only. Because I tried to, I looked it up. And I, yeah, I believe so. Uh, evolving game. I, I think this means like on, this is like the ongoing game category, like like Fortnite. But for this one, it was a Sea of Thieves, which is like a Xbox exclusive. Family game went to Sackboy, Big Adventure. Best, uh, the award for game design, again, Hades. Again, do not sleep on it. Game Beyond Entertainment. Animal Crossing. I guess that kind of makes sense based off the category Beyond Entertainment. I'm guessing something that transcends entertainment. Multiplayer went to Animal Crossing. That's kind of confusing to me considering <laughs> Animal Crossing has like a very limited multiplayer. <laughs> so that's interesting. Best new original property, Kentucky Route Zero. I think I've seen this one. It's like a visual novel, I believe. I could be wrong. Uh, performer in a leading role went to Laura Bailey. As Johnny, you might remember, that's... Um, Abby. N- is it Abby? Wait for the last of us? Yeah. Laura Bailey. Oh, no, that's uh, Ellie. No, Ellie is Ashley Johnson, right? You're right. Then it is Abby. It's, is that? I thought it was, what's her name? Who's What's her name? The, girl, the girlfriend. That's not who that is? Nah. Who am I thinking? Who's Dina? I'll look it up. Keep going. Okay. And you're right. It is Abby. But now I'm trying to figure out who's Dina. Okay. Performer in a supporting role went to Logan Cunningham, which, who I believe... I'm trying to really hard to remember. I think is the character who plays uh, your main character in Hades. Technical achievement went to Dreams. Dreams. If you guys don't have Dreams on PS4, check it out. It's really dope. Have you played? You know what Dreams is, right, Johnny? Yeah, I didn't get. It's that weird. It's that weird. I wouldn't say a game. It's more like a tool, kind of like Little Big Planet from the same people. Oh no, no, Dreams. Never mind. Wrong game. Dreams is from Media Molecule. The same. I haven't played Dreams. It's really dope. Uh, I. I have it on... Uh, you can download it. I have it on PS4. I have it downloaded. Oh, I did try it out, but yeah, I didn't even, continue even, it. Uh, even if you, you can use... You can download either the create mode where you can make stuff, or you can download the the one that lets you play other people's stuff. Depending on what you want to do. If you want to play or you want to create. I, I downloaded the create one. Uh, I haven't tried it, but I also downloaded the play one. Is the gameplay actually fun, though? Relative? Some games are fun. Some of them are fun. But compared to, like, a little bit planet. No, it's not the same because like Little Big Planet's easier. It's more like there's like a framework to work with. Where dreams, you're like starting with like scratch. You got nothing. You got to like learn on the on the go. 
Yeah, but if I'm just like casually playing it, like Little Big Planet is really good for just like straight up platforming. No? That's true. Well, if you're not sure, there's a I remember there was like a there was a category you can search by like most rated or top rated or like most popular. Okay. So, I doubt you'll get any bad any like underperforming stuff. No, the last one I played in Dreams was a little RC monster truck. Okay. Uh it was fun, but there was really no incentive to continue to play it. There was, like, no boss or none of that. So. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the games are just, like, concept ideas or, like, small yeah. like little demos. But there's some addictive ones. I remember I played one where uh, you were encouraged to try to get just a high score. And so what you would do is, like, you were, like, a little girl, like, studying. And then when your parent, when your dad's, like, not watching, you're playing video games. But then, like, it, you like you get, like, a quick, like, you have only, like, a split second to, like, stop playing video games and go back to study before your dad catches you. And I think... Oh, okay. If he catches you, you instantly lose. And it's based on, like, how long he can keep that streak going of, like, playing video games. And then, like, you'll get, like, a, like, you'll, like peak. And, like, right after he peaks, he'll, like, go into the room. So, you have, like, a split second to, like, react to it. That's weird, though. So, you're playing the game, like, in a box, in a screen? So, the then... ca- so yeah. You're, the frame is focused on, like, in the living room, kind of, right? Yeah. And in the background, you see the door to the kitchen, like, the kitchen, the doorway to the kitchen. Your dad's, like, reading the newspaper in the kitchen. Yeah. When he's reading the newspaper, you can like play video games or whatever. Like your that's when your foot your like score goes up as you're playing. Okay. When you know he's when you get sense he's about to walk into the room, you can let go and you go back to doing homework and he'll check in on you to make sure you're doing your homework. Okay, but it's not like you're driving on the screen or anything. No, like no, 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 no. Okay. You're just playing, but you can't see what she's what your character's playing. Okay. It just sounds like the way I was thinking it. It sounded really difficult to transition from one game to another. But it's all about timing. All right. Like okay. I, I, you played games like this before. It's like a familiar kind of trope, not a trope, but it's like a mechanic that's like been done before. But it's really, really fun. It's well implemented in dreams. All right. So you're trying to get as much gaming as you can, but sometimes you'll like go back to do your homework early. You're not sure if you'll catch you kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's kind mm-hmm. of just like kind of like red light, green light kind of thing. That's the best way to describe it. Uh, so dreams, guys. That's for your value for your buck. Definitely worth it. And then the last award is game of the year, and this one is the publicly voted, and it's The Last of Us Part Two, which again, one of the goats. You know, Johnny doesn't like it. I don't like the story. <laughs> so that's it for that. Moving on, let's move on to our third topic, Johnny, and this is the saddest one for me personally. There is a report slash rumor that Sony is shutting down. Their PS3, PS Vita, and PSP online stores this summer, and that they won't be accessible ever again. This report, I'm getting this one from Polygon, uh, written by Owen S. Good. That's an interesting name. So the report published Monday said that the PlayStation Store for Sony's PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and the PlayStation Portable will close for good in July and August, making digital copies of games for those platforms unavailable for purchase from then on. The Gamer, that's the name of the website, uh, citing unnamed sources familiar with the matter said the PS3 and PSP stores will close on July 2nd and the PS Vita storefront will shut down August 27th. Polygon reached out to Sony representatives for additional information. No reply was made at publication time. Vita and PS3 only games are, for now, accessible only through the PlayStation Store app on both units, meaning like on the consoles. Those platforms are not searchable from the PlayStation Store's website, that means the actual computer one, and haven't been available there since a redesign in October. Not uh, That's more, that's pretty much that. I mean, there's a little bit more, but it's not, I'm not going to read the whole Why thing. Why do you say that, though? Uh, so yeah, that article was from Polygon, if you guys want to check that out. The reason I say that's sad, Johnny, is just because... Um, this is this is a reason why I'm such a proponent for physical goods and for physical like uh, media, because when things are available only digitally, there's always you always run that risk of things getting corrupted, files getting corrupted, and there's or like just like licenses expire. Like remember when the Scott program was out and then they, that game was on PS3 until like 2014 and then like they got they took it off because of like licensing issues. Luckily, it's available again. They put it out again this year, just this year, like seven years later. But like, if you didn't have the game before that, like, you wouldn't be able to play it. So I'm just a huge proponent of physical media. I try to buy physical games when possible. Sometimes it's not very convenient, just for like storage or for say like oh, I don't want to drive to the store or whatever. Or like in my case, I usually buy digital because that way we both, you and I, can both play it. Mm-hmm. But um, 
there's definitely caveats to having like digital media like this, like we're seeing now where like they can't support these servers and these stores forever. I mean, they could, but they don't want to, right? They want to make room for other stuff. So like games like uh, Calling All Cars, uh, Costume Quest, I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking like early PS3, like 2005, 2006. Games I remember, they were on the PSN store before. Um, They're going to be lost for Tokyo Jungle. Do you remember Tokyo Jungle, John? Yeah, I was really into that game. With all the like the animals and stuff running around cool, the streets. Yeah. Uh, those games that never got physical releases, like they're going to be unavailable. Assuming you, you know, buy them now and like store them on your hard drive somewhere. But like all these games, and not just that too, but think about how many physical games that have digital DLC like attached to them that never got physical releases. Just to think, there's like all of this plethora of like this library of content is just gonna be like like that's it, it's gone after this because you know no one's gonna bother to properly archive or store these. So what what was your take on this, Johnny? Like, do you think it's such a bad thing? I'm a little bit mixed on it because I don't buy, I really don't buy many um, hard copies, and to me it's just like okay, they they're taking those uh, what is not the asset but those resources and investing them obviously in new stuff which I like. So as long as I got like uh new things coming in it really doesn't bother me that they're getting rid of the old um i get you though where where that's a really good example when you're telling me that that like a license expires and then you really can't play the game right mm -hmm. yeah um i think it bothers me one more when it comes down to things like music and and film or or shows that type of thing i mean it's just another it's just another form of media consumption yeah the thing too with me though just very personal a game that's like on the ps2 ps3 i'm never really gonna go back to it right old game is old yeah as long as i got i got new stuff to play i'm not gonna go back to that old stuff i get it i get like it it's my, just... my backlog for the ps4 is just like damn i still got so much to go through it's just i think it's just the history major in me that just makes it like like thinking of being cut off from like like, what if somebody's just never got to play those games, like, back in their heyday? Like, and just thinking, like, well, it's like, I, if I wanted to, I could go on the internet, buy an old, an original Nintendo NES. I can buy an original cart of the Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt cartridge. You know, assuming they work, pop those pu pop that puppy in and play, like, how it was played back in 1980s. That's what I was going to also mention. The thing is, uh, it's not, like, those digital form. I mean, those, uh, that hard copy doesn't have like issues either they get the cds get scratched up the yeah cartridge. they get corroded the circuits yeah yeah and if it's digital it might end up lasting longer than that for them yeah that's true because something that, when it's digital doesn't have like an actual actual uh tangible like something to get messed up right yeah they have the hard drives fails state solid state drives like they like, like, they eventually stop working but they're but you have the license to them so it's like Okay, I, I own it. At that give point, it, it back to me. I prefer physical because at least at that point, it's up to me to keep it up maintained. You know what I'm saying? At least then it falls on me to make sure it's well stored and not like... Because there's like a huge internet kind of like uh, argument over like whose responsibility is it to curate and preserve like technology. That's why that's why there's a huge push from people who like emulate games and like download them and stuff. They're like, hey, like we're preserving these files for the future because like this kind of crap happens every now and then where, like, they shut down the stores. Yeah, sometimes it's it's annoying and it's kind of sketchy, but I, I get it, like, uh, when they shut down, uh, what is it called? Uh, Remember me? What was that website that they shut down and they did nothing but emulations? Pirate Bay? No, it was called, like, Emulation Paradise. I don't know, Johnny. Oh. Yeah, do more. I don't think we well, were talking they, about that before. They got shut down because you could easily just download the, the game and emulate it without even buying it. And I kind of, it's understandable why they shut that down. But at the same time, they're like a library that keeps all this stuff, you know? Yeah, but this is different, though, because those games are, you still have to pay for them. Yeah. And they're still shutting them down anyways. You know? It's not like it's, yeah. like, free. Like, there's people are still have to pay for, like, the content and stuff. I don't know. I just, it's like the hoarder mentality in me and the completionist slash preservation slash historian slash all these i just i understand business business sense it makes sense it's just one of those things where man i just wish like sony could like just for at least one percent not capitalist and just be like you know what we're gonna preserve this store open like it you know keep it open or like 
at the very least leave it available for somewhere somehow give it at least give like the publishers or the developers an option to put the games out again on their own on ps4 yeah this isn't me disagreeing with you it's just like they have to move on at some point they can't keep funding something and i get it invest that resource into something new i get it i just in a perfect world you know what i mean yeah it would just be available the onus would be on the developers like hey like if you can't you can't sell this product anymore through this store. Like you can find now go find another way of you know presenting Tokyo Jungle or Costume Quest or you know all any of these ancient ancient games, just so that somebody can you know just think about remember what happened to PT Johnny, like all the PS4s that managed to save PT and those that didn't like you got screwed like because like that game was gone. I still have PT. You still have it? Yeah, but it it looks like it's locked. Well, there you go, digital. If that was physical, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, spent way too much time on that one topic. But honestly, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I just, I hate to see stuff like this. I hate to see things get like an expiration date. You know, it's just like you get that like, oh, you better hurry up. Now I'm gonna be like, between now and the summer, I'm gonna be checking the. I'm gonna plug in my PS3 again, go on the store and see like, what are the bangers? Like, what am I missing before it's gone? You know what I'm saying? On my Vita and on my PSP. Granted, I probably wouldn't look at them if it wasn't for that. Like, I probably just would have ignored it. But the fact that there's like this artificial like timer now kind of well, gives me the oh shoot like I better do it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but oh, come on. This is a it's a PS3 game like you would have bought it by now if you really wanted this game. That's true. That's true. But just it's just the the FOMO, the feeling of like missing out, you know? And also how does that work when you download a, a digital thing? Like as long as you don't have it connected to the to the internet that digital copy is still on your on your console isn't it yeah unless you're yeah. doing something like microsoft was trying to do which is always online type of no yeah it stays on the console if you have it downloaded which i can do because i have a really big beefy hard drive for my ps3 luckily which is kind of the same as as owning a, a hard copy cd yes know? yeah so anyways i think johnny and i kind of got our our views on that across uh let me close some of these tabs that we're not busy with anymore uh moving on to the next thing our fourth item on the agenda we have my boy reggie fils is leaving the board of directors for gamestop this coming summer after only being there for really like a, over a little over a year he joined i think he announces he was joining back in, like in february of last year and then he actually joined the board like in June of like last year. So with all of that news of uh, I don't, we don't really need to we don't really need to tread water with all the GameStop news from three months ago <laughs> with all the stocks and all that stuff going on. It's currently at one seventy eight. GameStop. Yep. That's not bad actually. No, it's not, and it was it was wet like at eight bucks. Like Before last year, yeah, one seventy eight, and that's without like the whole Wall Street bets push anymore. Mm-hmm. So what's keeping it so like afloat then? What's keeping it so high now then? I think people are just holding it. You think people are still just holding it? That's what that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So Red, yeah, Reggie uh, again. Reggie Fizmay was the former. Uh, he was the president of Nintendo of America. He left them. I think I want to say like two, three. Let me read. Here's the here's the synopsis from Kotaku, uh, written by Ethan Gack. Gok, Ethan Gak, something like that. Serving on GameStop's board of directors was just one longtime video game. I'm sorry, was just one of longtime video game executive Reggie Fizeme's post Nintendo of America pastimes. But less than a year into his tenure, the company announced it expects him to step down in June. Fizeme is one of eight other board members set to replace to be replaced at GameStop's 2021 annual meeting of shareholders in the summer, including the former CEO of Walmart. William Simon and PetSmart president and CEO James Semancic. Semancic, according to an SEC filing earlier this week, turnover among our board may disrupt our operations, our strategic focus, or our ability to drive stockholder value. I think they're good with the stockholder value for now. <laughs> the company writes in the filing: If we fail to attract and retain new skilled personnel for our board, our business and growth prospects could disrupt our operations and have a material adverse effect on our operations and business. So a whole bunch of business speak there. 
the former head of Nintendo America was first named to GameStop's board in an advisory position with a nice paycheck attached to it last March, a year after announcing he would be retiring from the console manufacturer after 15 years of working there. Okay, so he was at Games he was with Nintendo until 2019 then. The gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop, he wrote on Twitter at the time. I look forward to being a part of the GameStop board of directors and helping to make this happen. What followed was one of the most tumultuous years in the company's history. Due to the rise of digital game sales, the onset of the global pandemic, boardroom battles, and most recently, a meme stock frenzy that increased the value of GameStop by billions of dollars overnight. Uh, there's like a little bit more to that, uh, but I'm just going to leave it there for anyone who wants to read that article 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 on kotaku.com johnny what is your take on this because we were kind of joking about this earlier i was like well he can officially say that under his stewardship gamestop stock increased like by thousands of percent <laughs> like what's what's the what's the percentage between eight dollars and like 300 like what is that that's like that's got to be more than like ten thousand percent right I don't know if that's that high, but I really have no idea. That's like that's like that's something you put on your resume right there. It's like, hey, how do you write that? Though? What? How do you write that down though? Nah, I don't know. That's why I asked you. I thought you would know. <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. I really don't have a take. It's just really cool that GameStop is that high. Do you think he kind of set out to do what he accomplished? Because he had a mission statement here. He said that a healthy what was a, what was a quote? I had it right here. Uh, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop, and I look forward to being a part of that and helping to make and helping to make this happen. Does it say why he's leaving? No, there's no comment. He hasn't made a single peep since his nose bro broke. Like in any way, he hasn't said anything. Since his nose broke? I'm sorry. Since this news broke. Oh, <laughs> his nose is fine. His nose is fine. <laughs> I think. Do you what do you think, Johnny? Do you think like he felt like he accomplished everything, or do you think he's like I, I'm? I'm bailing the shit before you know. I think he got a ton of stock, and then it's like, all right, time to move on. Pump and dump. Yeah. I think this is just like very good timing on his behalf. For those of you who don't know, uh, besides being the president of Nintendo of America, Reggie's also well known. He kind of his whole thing. What he does is he turns around companies that are failing and makes them like successful again. So like, for example, he was with Panda Express, like in the early two thousands, I was telling Johnny before we started this episode that, uh, he was also, he was, he had, he was the, I think the executive or vice, vice president of MTV. And he, he actually managed to, um, increase viewership for VH1 by 30%. He also saved Pizza Hut, which at the time I didn't know was failing, but apparently he introduced a couple of ideas for pizza, including my favorite, the Big New Yorker, a very delicious large pizza. So Reggie's whole thing is he goes to different companies and kind of turns them around. Unironically, un un he kind of did that sort of in this case, like indirectly. Like he he came, he joined GameStop in a like when they're doing they were at an all time low. He's leaving it at like an all time high. But like there's none no of better time to leave. There's probably is no better time to leave, and I, I mean, especially if you're like assigned a position for like a whole year, or like, oh, damn, I can't like leave in between. Like, when I, I'm sure he would have wanted to leave back in February if he yeah, could. Yeah, he has his <laughs> obligations. But I mean, when he came in, I'm sure he got a ton of stock, and right now that stock is doing well. So just leave now. He is good. This man is good. So I don't know. It just, it just seems kind of funny. I he's leaving. He came in. He came in well. He's leaving even better. And mostly for reasons that have nothing to do with him, really. The meme stock, the whole Wall Street bets. Reggie had nothing to do with that. I don't think he organized an entire, like, you know, uh, what would you call it? Grassroots movement over that. Like, that just, it's just really good timing for him. <laughs> so, congrats to Mr. fils there. Um, yeah, good for him. Uh, it's only loosely related to video games, really. But just because, you know, Reggie's like kind of a meme personality. He's the whole... Uh, you know, my body is ready. Like that whole meme is from him. You ever heard that one, Johnny? My no, body is ready. Yeah. The he said that infamous quote back in two thousand four when he like back when Nintendo wasn't seen as like a serious competition. Like he oversaw the DS and the Wii, which are like the Nintendo's most successful like systems. Like Reggie, it, he's very good at what he does, either accidentally or on purpose. He's very good at what he does. So that's that bit on him. Good for him. 
wish him well on whatever future he endeavors he takes on. Moving on to our last major story. Johnny, this news has me very excited. Is this Ghost? Yes, it is. All right. Over on the PlayStation blog. Oh, I thought I clicked on the story. Okay, let me click on the story. Uh, so the PlayStation blog is like a site where like the various people who work for Sony kind of post different things. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima movie is in the works. It says Sucker Punch Productions provides first details on the Sony Pictures film being directed by Chad Stahelski, also director of the John Wick films. Nate Fox, game director for Sucker Punch, uh, wrote this. A Ghost of Tsushima movie is in the works. The idea of translating our game into a new medium is exciting and we're intrigued by the possibilities. We've all been brought to tears in a movie theater surrounded by strangers. Most notably me during Endgame. Everybody was crying at the end. Uh, we've all gone to a movie on opening night when the crowd is so excited that they cheer as the lights go down. Every Star Wars movie I've ever seen has had that. Where the, the big old Lucasfilm logo pops up and then you're like, yeah! And just thinking about that it makes me feel emotional because like oh, I miss the theater experience so much. Also, whenever the Marvel logo pops up, I was like, "Yo, yeah, yeah. Woo. okay, enough clapping." Uh, it's a group experience that isn't replicated anywhere else. To think that we could sit in the theater someday watching Jin Sakai up on the big screen is amazing. We'd all relive his tense transformation into the ghost from a whole new vantage point. We are happy to partner with Sony Pictures to make this happen, and Jin is in very good hands with the film's director, Chad Stahelski, created something special with John Wick. His vision for what could be, backed up by years of experience, combined to create some of the finest action scenes ever created. If anyone could bring to life the razor-sharp tension of Jin's katana combat, it's Chad. Chad Stahelski, sorry. Uh, and it kind of talks about like how much how many copies Ghost of Tsushima has sold 6.5 million copies by the way um, some other stuff that's kind of not important about this news it's more like a giant thank you so the, if you guys want to read the rest of that it's not important but you can read that at the Playstation blog under Ghost of Tsushima movie Johnny we've had, we have a Last of Us miniseries coming with Neil Druckmann and the guy who did Chernobyl we also have we also hold on, hold on. <laughs> we also have the I think it already wrapped up the Tom Holland uh, young Drake Uncharted movie coming up. Okay. Sony's has a clear push. It seems like they're 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 trying to make movies out, or they're trying to at least make they're trying to expand the media scope of their franchises, their first party games at least. What do you think about that? Well, hold on. first tell me about Ghost of Tsushima, and then we'll kind of you can like follow up with that. What do you think about? What do you, I, I know what I want to say, but I want to wait for you to go because I always feel like I cut you off. So what do you think no, about... No, well, I'm definitely more excited for this Ghost uh, movie. More than Uncharted? Yeah, more than Uncharted. More I, than The Last of Us? Yes, I am. Really? Uh, well, I would say uh, Ghost, Uncharted, and then... Last of Us. In that order. In the Last of Us. In that order. Yeah, maybe you can swap those two out. Uh, the Last of Us and Uncharted. <laughs> okay. I mean... But, but okay, that's, your, that's it. I thought you were going to tell me more. No, I like who they hired for this, dude. I this mean, makes whole... so much sense to me. Yeah, and not and and like the first thing might be like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, action, like sword play and stuff. To me, that's not even like the main thing that it makes sense to me. The second thing, the thing that makes the most sense to me is when I think of like the John Wick films. Mm-hmm. A lot of those movies, besides just the action, has a lot to do with the cinematography. Yeah, the like the framing, those wide shots where you have like John Wick against like some like a specific person. Mm-hmm. I remember there's like a shot I think like in the second movie where like, it's like heavy ra- it's raining heavily and he's like out there like facing like a, like a whole like mob of like assassins there's a lot of sh- this director this Chad guy I forgot his last name already but he's he does he has like a very specific vision where he does like the John Wick films where like it's framing it's lighting it's like the play with shadow it's like the, the setting the stage those wide shots because Ghost of Tsushima as great as its gameplay is that's not even like the best feature of the game Honestly, the best thing of the game is its art style and its graphics. Really? I think it's the gameplay. No, because the gameplay is very kind of just average, really. It's it's good. It's a good average. It's average in a good way. But it's really like those rolling fields of like the grass with the wind blowing. It's like ripples and waves. The, the lighting with the sun. The whole like cherry blossom. Like the whole game's aesthetic, is, I think you could say, is as much of a character in the game as Jin is himself. 
Okay, I agree with all of that, except you have not played Legends. I have not played Legends. You have not, and I think the main campaign for the combat doesn't hold the candle to Legends. The combat in Legends is so much better, dude. It's like the same mechanics and all that, but it comes at you so much quicker. And then the art style on that is just grim, it's dark, it's quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they have different mechanics with... um. Not just the gameplay, but the objectives. Mm-hmm. And then it's also multiplayer, dude. So, like, between you and your buddy, whoever you're with, whether it's, like, four people or, or two, like, you you come across all these, like, clan members or whatever, and you fight them together. It's it's impressive, dude. And you haven't played any of this. We'll have to... I'll have to I'll, you know what? I'm going to play some. I'll play Legends. I will play Legends between now and the next time I record. And next time, we'll do a full Ghost of Tsushima dive-in. How about that? Okay. Okay? Because I know it's been something you've been been wanting to talk about, and I haven't got... I haven't played Legends. I just haven't gotten around to it, just because it just doesn't doesn't really interest me as much. Well... Because I'm all about the, ca- I love the campaign. That's why. But you know what? I will between now and then, I will definitely give it a shot, and then we can get into that. Um, I'm just really excited. This is this is of the big three, like Uncharted, and Last Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima. This is the one I feel like is going to benefit the most from seeing like an IMAX or something. Because I bet you, like the, I bet you the cinematography is going to be like crazy, like bonkers, insane. Yeah, the art still is going to be dope too um what do you think about the whole overall push johnny of uh sony with it's just because i'm i'm trying to look up the article this this these three are not the last things they're doing i'm okay with these there's some games i just don't want them to touch like i mentioned the i don't want them to touch god of war i feel like i'm gonna be super disappointed with god of war i have no idea who they would cast all right, here, yes, hold on. I found the article now on Sanji. Sony has seven TV shows and three movies in development based on PlayStation games. That's this wild. is an article from Adam Bankhurst on IGN. Uh, this was actually not that. It was a couple of months ago. Sony Pictures chairman and CEO Tony Vincicara has revealed that his studio is currently developing seven TV shows and three movies based on PlayStation games. As reported by Media Post, Vince Kira announced the news while t- talking about Sony's idea to have much more integration between all of its entertainment properties, including PlayStation. So we have no specific plan yet, Vince Kira said, but we have a program within the company called One Sony. You'll be seeing a lot more integration of Sony companies together. Uh, I want to leave it off right here because this article is actually from four months ago. This is from December. So this article is old, but the fact that they they've already this has already been a thing. This is a thing they were already pla- like the public knew about like four months ago. Seven TV shows, Johnny, in three movies. Two of those movies we now know are you know Uncharted and and Ghost. So there's still one more movie, and one of those TV shows is The Last of Us. So there's still six more TV shows. Johnny, you think they're all gonna be like a live action? I don't know for sure because they done they did the Ratchet and Clank movie and that was like CGI because Ratchet and Clank. I didn't know that I was about to ask you like you think they'll do Ratchet. And They've Clank. already done that. They did that like three or two years ago. Okay. It was in theaters for a short while, and it was based off the first Ratchet and Clank game. So they did Ratchet and Clank already. That was like a couple years ago. Um, Johnny, what would you? I know you said you don't want God of War to be one of those movies because you don't want. Do you think God of War maybe might benefit from a TV show as opposed to a movie? No. What what are your, what are your why are you so opposed to they, seeing they Kratos? They have to get Kratos right, and I don't know who the hell. Who would you trust with that? Who like what director? Yeah. Hmm. Right, will, will we get a no? That wouldn't work. I was gonna say uh, Christopher Nolan's God of War. <laughs> uh, who directed a uh, three hundred? Uh, I think that's Zack Snyder, isn't it? Snyder. Is it okay? I think I it's Zack Snyder, that. right? Um, tell me who else while I look that up real quick. I'm pretty sure. What are the directors? Uh, nah, I think that's Zack Snyder would be the one. Am I wrong or no? I forgot. I think it's Zack Snyder. Right? God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zack Snyder did 300. Yeah, similar style, maybe not so stylized. Well, he just did the whole, his whole four hour cut of the Justice League. (laughs) Yeah, which everybody's seen as great. So, Zack Snyder's God of War. I could see that working. I could see that being, like, bloody as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But well, do you think God of War would look better as a TV show or as a movie? As a film. 
but who do you cast for Kratos? How about a... Okay, what about a wrestler? Like, uh... Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of John Cena. <laughs> that'd no, be, no, no, that'd no, be no. too funny. You, you really can't connect, can disconnect a wrestler from from a different I can't character. think of somebody who looks like Kratos enough. But, okay, so you don't... Want, okay, so you say God of War only if it was done properly. Well, yeah, I go if Cor If Cory Balrog was attached, would that like, give you like some kind of, like, would that give you some relief? Because for Go, because for, for he has to be attached for the writing, yes. For Ghost of Tsushima, they have like a couple people from Sucker Punch who are like on the production for the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, Corey has to be attached. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as different properties, yes, I, I was gonna ask you that next. I I'd be down to see like a Little Big Planet uh, animation. <laughs> Little Big Planet. Yeah. That would be better as a movie than a TV show, I guess. If it was done like with the same level of care of like Angry Birds or like stuff like that. Yeah, Angry Birds was good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it was done with the same care like Angry Birds was done as a movie, like I wouldn't mind a Sackboy CGI film. Like if it treated like like um like Angry Birds or anything with quality that like Pixar has done, like that would be cool. Oh, I'll take a Death Stranding film. And then just that's hire just, That would just be again. so dark. <laughs> Kojima, that hey, that could work. Kojima wants to direct. He wants to direct. He wants to do a Plus, movie. Uh, you could uh, get. What if? What if that's one of them, Johnny? What if that's one of them? A Kojima film. There's seven Dude, seven TV shows, love, three movies. Yeah, I would love to see a Kojima film. I could see Sony being like, "We trust you, Kojima." I just want him to keep making games, though. But I, I also do want to see his films. There's. Did you read that article? I'm gonna do this real quick. Where uh, one of the guys that's on Kojima's productions is saying like, "How he's gonna announce his next thing really soon." Have you seen that? How soon? Uh, let me look it up real quick. Kojima next announce. Oh, uh, another Silent Hill film. Uh, oh, but that's not a Sony property. Silent Hill, that's Konami. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of Sony first party. Um. Oh, well, Uncharted and Last of Us are both Naughty Dog, huh? Yeah. Ghost of Shima Sucker Punch. Uh shoot. Who else any, have? Is, is there any other like first party stuff? It's like a hor- You know they're gonna make like a Horizon Zero Dawn no, either show either. or movie. No, don't touch it. Oh come on! How great would it be to have like a TV show with like Aloy? And dinosaur robots. It could happen. You know they don't have to be too complicated for it to be done well. No, they have to be complicated. I would. I would. I feel like that would be better served as a TV show than a movie. Honestly, no. Because her stories, like her, all that setting, all that stuff happens. It's too much for one movie. No, the shows get so diluted, dude. It looks good. You, you seen Falcon and Winter? You seen Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like the action looks like MCU quality. Yeah, but does Sony have that Disney budget? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, this this piece comes out from Tech Radar, uh, written by Hamish Hector. Death Stranding developer teases new game announcement, and this article was published one day ago. Uh, the next game from Death Stranding creators, Kojima Productions, could be announced soon. That's according to studio art director Yoji Shinkawa, so you can trust that he might know a thing or two. Shinkawa shared the news in an interview with Al Hub, saying... Well, yeah, I am doing something for sure, and I could tell you probably that we can announce it quite soon. His announcement tease comes only a few months after Kojima Productions went on a hiring spree to help staff its help staff its next game project. Death Stranding was a game that okay, that's not important, and the rest is just speculation of what it could be. So there's that article at Tech Radar. Johnny, knowing this now, yeah. The fact that the, the keyword was next project, he didn't say next game, Johnny. The keyword, he did not say those words. He didn't say the next game. He said the next project and next announcement. I'll take a grand And he's the art director, meaning that like he would still have a job involved in that process. I'll take a Gran Turismo film. What? Yeah, I want to see that. Gran Turismo. It'll be a drama. No one cares about Gran Turismo as a movie. Or a I, show. I will watch that. I'll take Grand Turismo. Was this like another Fast and Furious or what? No. no. Like the first one at least? No, it'll be like, uh, what is it? Ford versus Ferrari? But, so it's the professional racing circuit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. Okay, what are the games? We have... So you said Ratchet and Clank already came out. Mm-hmm. 
They could do Jack and Daxter. That's another Naughty Dog property. Yeah, that sounds like a given, though. I really feel like Horizon Zero Dawn would work well adapted to, like, a miniseries. I feel like there's just too much going on for a movie. Although I would prefer the budget for that, but... I don't want to see no cheap-ass dinosaurs on this movie show. <laughs> I, no, dude. Dude, cheap, kind of... You said cheap as dinosaurs, and for some reason, I thought of like the, the TV show Dinosaurs from the '90s with the little baby, like the not the mama, not the mama. You never seen the yeah, di- dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we said cheap. I thought for some reason I pictured Aloy with those kind of like, like in a silicone suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I mean it's gotta be a film budget. <laughs> Sorry, it's gotta be a film budget, dude. A silicone suit, just a mech. <laughs> They're just like trying to mount it, chopping off parts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I can't think of anything else really though. That's, I mean, Sly Cooper would be dope. What about a shooter? I love Sly Cooper. Like a siphon? Siphon filter, uh, resistance. Resistance would be dope with the whole yeah, alien invasion dope. during that's, World War II. Yep, that's, that's great for a miniseries, not for a movie. Though. That sounds like a War of the Worlds type of movie. Yeah. You're right, we're in the middle of World War II, and bam, let's throw aliens into the mix. Like, that, oh, crap. I think that'd be a good show. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. And that's definitely a first party, right? That's uh, Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, considering it's Sony, would you... No, Spider-Man's its own thing. No, Spider-Man is its own thing, right? That doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. So those, those that's all I can really think of. Those are like the major ones. Uh, Resistance, the Sly Cooper. Sly would be dope if they did that, like Ratchet and Clank did. Cause that would be a heist movie. That would be like a heist movie. That's what Sly does. He does like it's a little astrobot film. Make it's like Wally. That's what I picture. It's like Wally, where like no dialogue. <laughs> anyway, so those are just different ideas of what it could be. Just I'm just thinking like, damn, like Sony's like this whole one. It sounds like they're integrating like they're trying to make their film department, film wing, like more viable. That's what it sounds like, right? The whole mm-hmm. one Sony plan. It sounds like they're trying to like. Like, we have these dope game properties, but we have, like, this film department that's kind of, like, falling off by the wayside. Sounds like Star Wars. In what way? Star Wars is in everything. It's in gaming, it's in film, it's in merchandise. Right. Star Wars kind of transcends media in every sense. That's true. You think they're trying to build, like, their own kind of, like, PlayStation universe? How cool would that... No, that wouldn't work. They're too weird. I was going to say, I'd be cool if they could work these all together. That just wouldn't make sense. What do you mean, like a shared universe? Yeah, like that doesn't make sense. Like Uncharted and Last of Us could have a shared universe because Uncharted has like it has like a Easter eggs that reference Last of Us, but with with Ghost of Tsushima being set like eight hundred years before, like I guess it just wouldn't work. It's not like the it's not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can't do that, right? I don't think I would want them to do that. Like, what kind of problem could be solved by bringing Nathan Drake, Kratos, Jin, and everybody together? That just wouldn't make sense. But anyways, that's that's my take on that, Johnny. you have any final thoughts before we move on, Johnny? You kind of got it all out there? Yeah. All right, then. So that concludes all of our news segments for this week. Uh, it's funny because I started this episode with three. We ended up with like almost like five or six by the end because more things just started popping up as we talked. But there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, moving on to our final segment of the day. Johnny, it's time for the pitch. Again, that's pitch with the P, not not the not the other one. All right. So for those of you who are less familiar with the pitch, the pitch is a little game that Johnny and I do. It's a little brain exercise where we have two cylinders full of paper. One has papers full of settings. The other one has papers full of genres, and we take one from each one, put it together, and we try to come up with a viable game based around those uh, attributes. Parameters. Pri- what'd you say? Parameters. Parameters, okay. So for the kind of game this is, is a RPG. And what's the other one right here? If it's one that I chose too recently, I'll put it back. But if it's a good one, Steampunk. I feel like that's too easy. RPG and steampunk? That's too easy. That's like Final Fantasy VII fits that. That's a steampunk RPG. 
Um, just get rid of both of them. Ah, both? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Keep the RPG, but fine. Um, I did Jungle not that long ago. That was my, the, the what do you call it? The gorilla one. Okay, space. It's been a while since I've done space. And why are you smiling, Johnny? You have like the sinister smile. You're gonna get colonial. Space colonial? That would make sense. Space and finance tycoon. What? Okay, this is actually a challenge for me. Space and finance. So the genre, the setting is space, but the genre of game is like finance tycoon, kind of like roller coaster tycoon or any business sim management Sounds game. So easy. Does it? Space Tycoon. First thing I think of all, Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, you play as Elon Musk. You are trying to raise funds to build a human colony in space. And then you also have to deal with the all, kinds of, all the kinds of things that can go wrong with that. Like, oh, uh, this, you know, this part of the colony has lost, you know, it's been depressurized. There's air leaking or like, it's like you're kind of like, it's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, right? Where you manage, or Zoo Tycoon. So it's similar. Anything where you have to, like, run a community or an eco kind of, like, I guess, yeah, a community, right? Or, like, a reservation of some kind. Mm -hmm. But in space. So we're trying we're trying to reach the next frontier, right? We're done with the oceans. We're done with Earth. We need to move on to brighter pastures, so to speak. So, okay. If I say Mars, does that still count as space or no? Or does that have to be in space, like, in the void of space? Can I use a planet? I think I should count everything beyond so I can say like Mars then if that's what I want. Yeah. Okay, so then in that case I would move this uh simulation tycoon, whatever you want to call it, to uh Mars. We're trying to settle resettle Mars, trying to make a I don't know, a country a musktopia or something. I don't know. Is is Mars like up for grabs or like does the UN own Mars? Like uh... nobody owns Mars. They own the moon, right? I think the moon is owned by the United Nations, though, right? Like everybody no one can lay claim to the moon. That's like an actual treaty, I think. Like, whoever builds on the moon, like, you can't lay claim to it. Like, it doesn't belong to your country. All right, but this can't just be another roller coaster tycoon, but in space. Why not? That's the parameters. Space and tycoon. Finance. But what are your special mechanics? Like, what are your... It's, uh... I, we call it those uh, 2.5, like, the angle, the camera angle, kind of like the... Top down? Top down sort of, like, management. Like, civilization. Okay, right? I like those. So, uh, you start off with a small colony. You have to, like, you know mine so you mine to make to get resources you can either use okay, i like this a lot man you can mine for resources to either use or to sell back on earth to fund your development further let's say my what's what's on mars probably iron i'm guessing that's why it's red right iron oxide so you sent you ship back iron you can use the iron smelt it down for steel add more sections to your like community or whatever add like an extra bathroom or so let's make it like existential where earth is falling apart and then you have to go to Mars and mine some resources and try to get as many people as you can transferred over there. There you go. Kind of build, add more, add more dormitories, more like living, like apparatuses, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but what if I want to take a different route? Like, what if I want to play uh, the Renegade? I, I don't know. Like Renegade it. Paragon. Oh! Oh, you want to be a bastard? Sometimes. Okay. Uh, I don't know how that would work, because that's usually not a factor in these kind of games. That's more like a, for an RPG or something, Johnny. Well, that's why I said it can't just be another because I'm I'm like okay, what's the incentive here to to profit? What am I what am I doing? Am I just am I saving people? Am I trying to just save my country? okay? I'll make it more like Civilization, where you have other rival companies who are also setting up on Mars. Okay, that I like, yes. So you're all you have these different like private companies, right? It's this this is a lot like how North America, the United States, was founded, right? Because there's like different charters that went to like you know established colonies like Virginia and all those. A lot of those were either done by the crown or done by private companies. Like North Carolina was funded by was founded by a business. Mm -hmm. So with Mars, okay, so there's we have Musk that could be one company. There's another faction, maybe like Bill Gates wants to get in on the action. I maybe. think that should be the online component where like different countries are competing, okay. and online will tell you like, oh, this country has done the most development, like the new colonies kind of thing, but on space and Mars or whatever. 
And some, and then maybe you have to build up turrets. So it's kind of like a RTS kind of thing where like, oh, like they're sending a raiding party from the other company now. It's like, okay, well, what's our, you know, what's our like tower defense like strategy? Do we have like turrets, you know, pointed outward or something like that? So there's a little bit of sabotage. A little bit of sabotage. That's, that's where your renegade paragon thing can come yeah, in. Yeah, like, so sometimes if you're a renegade, you can send spies and like gather like what they're going to do. Yeah, like civilization lets you do that too. The game civilization lets you send spies to other countries where you learn their like technology and it increases yours. Maybe you form an alliance with Microsoft, like, hey, like, let's take out these other companies, or, like... So, so it sounds like a blend between, like, a management game, finances, and then an RTS. Yeah. I, I went with the RTS route, because I feel like that's... I would kind of, like... I feel games are best when there's some kind of, like, conflict that's not just internal, but, extern like, a physical external conflict. Yeah. So if we added like other companies like Amazon's there, Microsoft, all the big, all the big tech companies from the from the Earth, are now like expanding their reach to the to the stars, right? And like we're on Mars, we're gonna start harvesting Mars slash making it livable, and we need some terraforming. That's kind of like the whole management thing. Mm -hmm. But we gotta like you know get suck out the resource, suck out the iron from Mars first. Go see what we can get out of it. Build our hub, build our colony, build out like a city, maybe bigger than a city, so on and so forth, until there's like one corporation that kind of like conquers the rest. What year is this? A hundred years from now. All right. I, th I think I think you and I, honestly, like outside of this, I think you and I will live to see like the first like at least domestic or commercial flight to like Mars or something. I feel like that's something that will happen. We'll probably be too old for it. No, I think it'll be sooner than later. But it'll be something that we will have witnessed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think we'll... I think, yeah, this could be in the next 100 years. Who's making it? So the people who are best for this game is uh, 2K. 2K. 2K's uh, Firaxis Studios. That's Those are the ones who do the Civilization games, which are basically just like Sims, like those kind of like, uh, you know, the grid simulation simulation games. Yeah. So give this to 2K. Uh, Firaxis is a studio that makes the Civilization games. I think they can do a good job with this. Uh, if not them, you could also give it to... Um, uh, who's the one that does the other ones? EA. Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, who's the one that does the Command and Conquer games? Is it EA? This game is fertile ground for microtransactions. No, Johnny, don't say that. Let's do it. Let's put them I will, over my dead body will there be microtransactions. Hundred bucks for a pickaxe. Season pack. Uh, if there's like a DLC expansion, that's fine, but not individual microtransactions. I want there to be room for expansion, like pun intended, but not like nickel and dime you for colors or stupid stuff like that. Okay, it'll be like five bucks for a pickaxe. No, and then fifteen no. bucks for a shovel. Well, is this like the gold rush or something? A tractor that'll be like. Eh. Is this like the gold rush? We're gonna nickel and dime you for everything. Nah. Give this to 2K. Uh, I trust them. They're good stewards of the of the civilization license. And whoever does Command and Conquer, I have I want to say that's Blizzard, but I'm not sure. No, that's Starcraft. Starcraft. That's Blizzard. Which is kind of like a, that's a RTS. So maybe Blizzard. Maybe Blizzard can do this too. My first pick though would be 2K though, and for Axis Studios, let them do that. Because those that's that's the simulation slash civilization slash micromanage like studio you want for this so what is my layout what's my interface like is it just like a top down and you get that you got the little bar that tells you like what each of the different things that's going on with like one bar represents like total happiness of your colony and the other one's like resources like food and like do we have enough food to get us through this month kind of thing and like how much we have in the bank how much you know what's the threat level stuff like little bar it's like a those civilization games have so much of those micromanaging tools where like half the game isn't even playing it's just you setting like micromanaging each individual aspect of your colony kind of thing i feel like there should be uh... it's definitely a piece this isn't a console game this is definitely a pc game if that makes sense because the layout it's the it, layout the hud would be for like a pc style type game it's top down it's not like you know action oriented it's no action i used to it was turrets yeah but that's not action -y. that's just something that happens like passively all right so that is my pitch all right what do you think no i like the game Let's make it make it happen, people. If there's someone out there who can make it happen, make it happen. Okay, I need a name. I need a good name. Something that makes sense, is kind of clever or witty or like will stand out somehow. Exodus. Hmm, that could work. I feel like it's too it's just one word though. Exodus. Tomorrow. Twenty one hundred. Exodus twenty one hundred. I kinda like that. It's a little 
It makes it sound like the Bible's getting like a very like overdue update or something. <laughs> Exodus twenty one hundred. Oh yeah, and then the you get your ships and they're called Oryx and all that. Yeah, I could see that working. It's got you know like Exodus out of Egypt or something. I could see okay Exodus twenty one hundred or Exodus to Mars. Either of those two I'm fine with. Exodus twenty one hundred. I like that one. Because then if you have a sequel, you can just call it like thirty one hundred or whatever. You can just throw more numbers on there. It's kind of catchy. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We've created Exodus twenty one hundred. If anyone has the means to make it, I would appreciate if you made it. Hold on, what was Brian's uh, game? Which one? Brian. Brian's a... I know Brian, but which game are you talking about? Yeah, he, he, he made a game. You remember? The one we was here last time? Yeah. The one with the Hamburglar? Yeah. I don't think he gave it a name. Okay. That's something we never do. We need to name those games. I usually do, though. So was Brian's uh, game. I don't remember. I don't think he gave us one. Brian, if you came up with a name, please email it to us, okay? I'll, I'll, just mention, I'll mention it next time. All right. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode. Johnny, any final thoughts you want to share with the audience? No. Let's wrap it up. All right. Make sure everybody drives safely out there. Be safe. Wear those masks for now. And we will see you next week with some more thrilling news. Thank you, everyone. And goodbye.